0: I to go to life. Why don't you guys turn to John chapter five? And I'm gonna preach to you today. We're kicking off this new series, and it is called Default Mode. Default Mode, John chapter five. If you download the V1 Church app, you can actually read read a Bible that glows right in your hand. And uh, I'm gonna read from the NIV this morning. But I I want to prepare you that I I, I want to really go in depth for this. A particular chapter, and I just believe that before this service is closed out, we're going to just have some freedom here in the place. It says, for some time later, uh, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, for those of you who just read that, you're like, okay, okay, I- I'm clicking into the context, but but there's something very important that I want you to understand here is that the road that he chose to get to Jerusalem is very intentional. It's very intentional. This this isn't a random event, okay? And it says, now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here is a great number of disabled people where they used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One of them who was, if you got the NIV, you can turn the page with me, who was there, had been an invalid, invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and, and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked them, do you want to get well? Why don't you turn to your neighbor and just ask him, do you? Maybe elbow him a little bit. Just look at him and say, do you? <laughs> do you want to get well? Now, that's that question It's almost disrespectful, okay? Let's back up and get the context. So Jesus shows up in Jerusalem, and you have this pool named Bethesda, and actually around this pool are just multitudes of people with some sort of disease, disability. There's just something wrong with them that's got them around this pool. And it doesn't say it in Scripture, but it's also believed that this pool was, uh, it it, kind of was surrounded by the caretakers of those who were diseased. And he looks at this man. He was lying there. He'd been in this condition for 38 years. Now that's going back. Now like kind of get into the context with me. This is now in the late 70s. This, now think about it right now. It's 2018. And this is like having a condition from the late 70s. All the way till today. That's a long time. I want you to think about every memory that you had. Some of you weren't even here for it, right? Every memory that you had from the late 70s till now being completely diseased and disabled, that's the context. And then Jesus has the audacity to ask him, hey, since the late 70s, you've been disabled. You've been an invalid. Do you want to get well? You would think that would be a no duh question. You would think somebody, there's a preacher in the audience who knows where I'm going with this. You would think, do you want to get well is an automatic yes. But how many of you know as a pastor, I counsel people every week and I have to ask them, do you actually want to get well? Do you actually want to get well? Let me keep reading. Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool When the water is stirred, while I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Now watch this. This is default mode. You can write this down, number one. This is number one for your notes. When you are in default mode, when you are in default mode, you won't even take the opportunity to get well. Now here's how I know that. He didn't tell Jesus yes, He didn't say, yes, I want to get well. You know what he said? I can't because someone else isn't helping me. Maybe you're here in this place and your biggest reason for not getting well and getting out of default mode is because someone else hasn't helped you do it. I mean, for years and years and years, I used to watch young children interact with their father and said, you know what? I wouldn't be an alcoholic if I had a dad like that. I mean, that's what this man said. He said, he said if, if someone was here to pick me up and take me down into this water, I would get well. Then Jesus said to him, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and he walked. And thank Jesus for not taking our excuses when we offer them. Thank Jesus that every single time I told him why I couldn't be free, he said, get up instead. See, I'm going to preach today whether you preach with me or not. But here's the thing, even in the midst of our excuses, even in the midst of our reasons, doesn't stop the cure. It doesn't stop Jesus from delivering the cure. But to give you more of a context, this pool called Bethesda was a pool... That it was actually indicated, now for those of you who are biblical scholars, there's over 5,000 Greek manuscripts of the New Testament that all corroborate with each other to tell the same story. So when you talk about the validity of the Bible, this book has more evidence and and, a more objective uh, corroboration over 5,000 texts that it's been able to withstand the test of time as the truth. Can I get an amen from the scholars? And you'll notice that there is no verse 4 in particular translation. And the reason why there's no verse 4 is because it's not in enough of those 5,000 Greek manuscripts to actually be included by some scholars. But, But the reason why it's not included is because it doesn't really matter. Okay? And here's what I love about that. The details of your circumstance really doesn't matter to Jesus. When I, now, here's what ever you hear people say, well, he cares about every detail of your life. Yes, that's true. He's omnipotent. He can know every single thing about your life, but that doesn't change his ability to heal it no matter what. He doesn't need the details. And so there are some accounts that there was an actual angel that would come down from heaven. And that angel would begin to stir up the pool of Bethesda. And it gave an opportunity for just one person to go in and get healed. Have you ever been on Instagram and felt like you had a front row seat to watch somebody else's healing? Oh, we don't got no real people here this morning. I'll just go home now. I'll preach to myself. Have you ever felt like your only role in life is to be a spectator for someone else's graduation? Am I the only one who's ever actually watched somebody else succeed in life and ask myself, why am I damned to be at this pool of Bethesda and watch everyone else get cured except for me? Am I the only one who's had that heart cry? Did you come to church to get real? Because that's the first step to getting free you got to talk back to me. Even the Catholics have my permission today. Because I feel like social media has become the pool of Bethesda. And all of a sudden, everyone at free. You see the video post, right? Everyone at V1 got free. You see everyone at the Space of Westbury. Ah, I'm free! Right? All the, the, the highlight reel gets posted and all of a sudden your friend who's been single for a long time, you, all of a sudden their engagement video gets posted. You didn't even know they were dating anyone. Now they're getting married and he looks like a Ken doll on steroids. Right? Or all of a sudden, you know, one of the parenti boys is up on stage talking about he got his back healed and you had to drag yourself out of bed to even get to church. And you're like, why did he heal that 18-year-old? I'm 55 and I've been needing that back healed him for a long time, Jesus. Can we be real today? The pool of Bethesda was a place where this man for 38 years and... Actually, we don't know if he was 38 years old or if he was just disabled for 38 years. We don't know. And it was a very long time. That's all that really mattered. It was almost four decades. I don't know if this is a rhema specifically tailored word for someone who's coming up on four decades but you're getting ready to have an encounter with God that's going to change the course of your entire life and your destiny starting today. Can somebody help me and raise up your expectation for what can happen today? It can happen today. I told the lead team, I said, I will never let the venue determine my expectations because Jesus wasn't about the multitudes. He was always about the one. And I said, it's going to rain today. We got people out of conference, whatever, but But when this pool of Bethesda Bethesda had this multitude around it, we get this account that Jesus bypasses all of them. And he walks up to the one and says, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And I guess that's still a valid question for somebody in this place. Do you want to get healed? And let's let's keep going, okay? It says this and says, um, Jesus says in verse 8, verse 8. He says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. Now, that in the context of Judaism meant that there were hundreds of laws and micro-laws that you had to follow on the Sabbath. You were prohibited to do a lot of things that to us would be considered normal. Matter of fact, there are actually some uh, sects within the uh, Judaism, and you can go to Brooklyn and watch this, that won't even push the buttons on an elevator on the Sabbath, and will take the stairs or actually wait for a Gentile, which is a non-Jew, to push the elevator button for him. Because the idea was that the Old Testament Torah, the law was needed and given by God to show us the right way to live. And it was therefore considered good. Matter of fact, for all of the red letter Christians who say that we should exclusively read the New Testament, understand that Jesus exclusively quoted the Old Testament. So there is still a tremendous value in the Old Testament, in the Torah, but it wasn't enough because it can change your behavior, but it didn't have the ability and the power to change your heart and change from the inside out. And what I love so much about this story, about this invalid who is laying by the pool of Bethesda, is he didn't have time to put on his Sunday best. So if you're asking the question, if I come to V1 Church, why don't we dress up? Because it's never a prerequisite to be accepted by God to dress up. If you're asking yourself like, well if I cuss a little bit less I might be a candidate for the cure. You know what makes you a candidate for the cure? You are loved by Jesus despite everything that you do and you can never fathom the extent of his goodness in your life. And what I love about this story is that while this man was yet laying in his funk and his mess Jesus came to him. And so maybe you got in your car and you said, well I'm going to earn myself an opportunity opportunity to receive healing because I drove to church can I just tell you in fact Jesus came to you today see all we can do is show up to a movie theater but it's by his holy spirit that he is encountering and showing up to you knocking at your heart's door and so you have this picture of this man I'm talking about default mode today default mode makes you predictable Default mode means that every single time your wife brings up finances, the enemy already knows you're going to turn it into an argument. You're that predictable. Well, you don't trust me, right? Default mode means that as soon as you encounter rejection by just one person, you'll leave the church because that you're easily offended, even though we just preach unoffendable heart default mode makes you unpredictable and because satan and satan is real i just want to tell you hello read the bible i mean it's like abundantly clear that we have an enemy okay and so i'm just going to tell you whether you believe him or not doesn't take away from the validity of his existence but we have a very real threat real enemy and even to the extent that the enemy was around for your genetic lineage And he understands the expression of your genes going back multiple generations to Adam. And he knows you better than you know yourself. The good news is he doesn't know you as well as God knows you because you've got a destiny and a purpose on your life. And so no matter how good Satan is at hijacking Mike Signorelli genes, what he didn't know is the X factor is the destiny that God's got for my life. And so for this invalid that was around the pool of Bethesda, he had settled into a default mode. You know how sick and twisted it probably got? He probably was so sure that the default mode was going to be his daily existence forever that he probably just said, you know what, I'll try to take whatever satisfaction I can in watching somebody else get healed. Maybe you've gotten to that place today where you said, you know what, if I can't get married to the one, I can just try to take satisfaction and click another heart and another like on the picture of my girlfriends who are getting married. I mean, do you feel that gravity settling into the room right now? Is God speaking into the core of your being right now? Maybe you're at the pool Bethesda right now, and you've just said, you know what? If I can't be a participant in what's happening in that pool, maybe I can just be a witness to it. I mean, it's like, have you gotten to the point where maybe you're like, a real dad's never going to show up, so I guess maybe I can celebrate the ones that I do see. Maybe I've got an employer that's kind of close enough. He took me out for lunch once. You know, maybe in your physical body, you're like, well, if I get up and my body works that day, I consider it a good day. And What I find so, so incredible, incredible about this default mode, let's keep reading. It says, the day in which he took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath, the law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat. See, he didn't even know who Jesus was when he got his healing. If you think that you're four classes away and a membership at a church from, from Jesus radically changing your life, can I just tell you he wants to do it before you even truly know him? We've convinced people that you have to believe all the time. And I think belief is a prerequisite to a miracle. But sometimes in God's goodness, even while we haven't figured it all out, even when we aren't a biblical scholar yet, he just wants to overwhelm us with his goodness. There's somebody here with such religious spirit and such a religious programming that you've actually exempted yourself because you said, well, I didn't work hard enough this week. I guess church really can't be for me. Well, I still got alcohol in my system from Cinco de Mayo. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this Sunday is not for me and you've sort of disqualified yourself. And maybe for those of you who used to be on fire, we use this, you know, the Pentecost shows up with cloven clove of fire one time in the bible we make a whole cultural item out of on fire and you've told yourself well I don't fast as much as I used to fast and I don't read the bible as much as I used to so I've disqualified myself from the miracle and I hate that religious spirit that tells you that and I hate when people say well I can't go to church this Sunday because of what I did Saturday I'm telling you while you're still trying to clutch and claw your way and scrape your way to the pool of Bethesda Jesus is right here saying do you want to be healed because it's not gonna be by your works it's not gonna be by your holiness it's not gonna be by any other means but by my goodness it's the goodness of God that wants to wreck Long Island because they're still buttoning their three-piece suit and they're standing in the house where the infidelity happened and God's saying, forget about what you wear. I wanna clothe you in my righteousness. Get over yourself. All of my goodness as a pastor has only ever been filthy rags before God and he wants to restore your heart. Somebody default mode, get out of it default mode do you want to be healed this series do you want to be healed stop trying to claw your way to man's program just because it worked one time uh, 1500 years ago doesn't mean we got to build another stained glass building to replicate the monument when Jesus is here for the movement is there somebody here who wants to be counted among the movement There is something that's stirring in the hearts of those who live here who are saying, reckless, abandoned, I want all of what God has for me. I want to close on this. We see Jesus' power on display without any regard for this man's own personal righteousness. But then after, someone say after. No, i got to balance this message out and we're winding down here because I've I can't give you just one side of it but you actually see let's read down now there's now these religious leaders cannot understand why Jesus has broken the Sabbath but for those of you who want to go deeper understand Jesus is the Sabbath Jesus is the rest that was prophesied about Jesus was the Sabbath. That's why he could do whatever he wanted on the Sabbath because they had made a religious institution out of something that Jesus came to say, you you ain't gonna know rest. You can know what it means to sleep. You can know what it means to lay down, but you'll never know what it means to rest until you receive me because I am the Sabbath. And some of you guys need to understand today that Jesus is the rest you've been seeking and you're in default mode and you've become so predictable. Want me to teach you how to be unpredictable? Is when Jesus says, get up, actually get up. When Jesus says, get up, get up, now watch he gets up these religious now the guy who's healed he's like i don't care what law the man broke all i know is for 38 years i was an invalid and now i'm healed and so all of a sudden it says this later later jesus found him at the temple and said to him see you are well again now we're singing that song let my eyes see the things that i can't see now and look at what jesus said he said you see you are well again. Sometimes even when Jesus already solved it for you, you still need his voice to say, do you see it now? Because we can be so full of ourselves that we are actually walking in the healing and can't see it. It already happened. And Jesus started out with, see, do you see? I mean, look, if you're in this place right now and you are, I'm telling you, and you're breathing oxygen, can I just say to you what Jesus said to him? Do you see it? You survived it. Do you see it? You are a miracle. Do you see it? You did get up out of the pool, out of the, the place around the pool, of Bethesda, and while you're so mad about their blessing, you're living in yours. Oh, I'll preach myself stupid today, people. See, you are well again. Say again. That seems to indicate that maybe there was a time before he was crippled. God says you're getting ready to go back to where you can say I'm healed again. Again. Somebody say the word again 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 do you feel that word do you feel that word again somebody start moving in the spiritual realm with me come on i'm preaching today i'm prophesying today again the word is again you god is going to restore your youth back to you. Your your face is going to start looking like you bought the $1,000 cream for your face. And people are going to say, what is that? It's the glory of the Lord. Don't you see? Again, 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 he, he restored. The Bible said, this is your promise that he will renew your youth as the eagles. Forget not my benefits, says the Lord. There's something that Jesus will do for you that Medicaid can't do for you. Can I get an amen from somebody in the back? And it says stop sinning or something worse is going to happen to you. Now here's the balance. Stop sinning. Can you stand to your feet with me so I can close this thing out? So he heals this man before he had time to put the three-piece suit on and go to the place of stained glass windows. He healed this man before he signed up for the Dream Team and went through Passport and became an owner of V1 Church. He healed this man before he did anything for Jesus or for this new burgeoning movement called the church. But then after he did, say after, after he did it, Jesus said, stop sinning. Now watch, watch this, watch this, watch this. Most of you in this room that are Christians believe in the miracle of him being able to walk, but you don't believe in the miracle of you being able to stop sinning. Just let that settle in, especially for the leaders here. Now Jesus, when he said, get up and walk, that required the same amount of, of obedience as when he says stop sitting and see in this guy's mind his entire life was relegated around the healing and Jesus was saying I got your legs walking again and the first thing you did was run to the strip club I got your legs working again, and the first thing you did is run towards sin. And can I tell you, while I was preaching this whole message, the thing that you had in your head that's the great miracle you want to happen, do you know the only reason why God might ever do it is so that on the other side of it, He could say, now you know I'm good, right? Yeah? Stop sinning. And there's a lot of pastors who won't preach stop sinning anymore because they don't believe in it as a miracle. But I can tell you there were some sins I used to commit, but on the other side of my healing, when Jesus said stop sinning, I came out of default mode and I said I was facing this way toward hell, now I'm facing this way towards heaven and I'm gonna take Jesus at his word and be all that he has me to be and I'm not gonna use my freedom to run into the bowels of hell, I'm gonna use my freedom to run into the arms of my savior. It's a radical message, but if you're in default mode, your wife is gonna go tick you off, and all of a sudden you'll say, Nope, not today, baby. I'm not in default mode anymore. Your boss is gonna say something to you, and you say, Oh, this cure that I received on Sunday in the 9 a.m. service, 9 a.m., where you at? This cure that I received, no way I'm all wasted on that sin. I got love for you because I know the same master who healed me at the pool, Bethesda, took me out of default mode, and he's going to take me higher and higher from glory to glory. Is there somebody here who will say, I'm coming out of default mode? Come on think about it signorelli jeans default mode oh you know all italians are hotheads yeah but i'm no longer italian when i receive christ i am a son and an heir to this thing called the gospel i now become rewired i've got heavenly dna inside of every single fiber of my being oh well you know you're irish and and you're hispanic that's why de Mayo is really dangerous for you that's default mode. God's got something more for you. But on the other side of the more, stop sinning. What would it look like? Just close your eyes with me so you can just focus on this moment. What would it look like if you had an unoffendable church on Long Island who stopped sinning? What if you had an unoffendable church on Long Island who who came out of their default mode and then reset to a new default mode. where now, road rage turns into road grace. A new default mode. When you lead with wisdom instead of hurting everyone that follows under you. What would it look like? Instead of flying by the seat of your pants, playing jazz you started default into classical music took it up a level and started preparing yourself so your preparation can meet the expectation for once and you can go all the way to Nassau Coliseum and tour the world and do what God called you to do I mean what if you stopped growing weary and stayed weary but what if you grew weary and then mounted up on wings as eagles because you've got a new default mode somebody in this house shout me down this morning come on I feel it shifting. So with your eyes closed right now, come on, we're going to be... Thank you for listening. Your experience doesn't have to end with this message. Visit us online at v1.church and send us a message. If you would like to help V1 reach New York and beyond, download the V1 Church app for iPhone and Android and click Give. Join us this Sunday for our weekend celebration. Directions and info can be found on our website.